you know why? It's because uh, they're talking about the Mississippi River there, Mike. We're both chugging along on our Mark Twain adventures there. Uh, what's going on in the Mississippi? Well, Mark Twain is a man of the Mississippi. I don't know. Nothing now. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, uh, I bought you the the adventures of the Tom Sawyer there. Uh, the reason I was so inspired to do so is I purchased the American literature novel where they have like uh, Mark Twain's Mississippi writing. So I got the Tom Sawyer, the adventures there. I have his entire chronology or analog that he did of his Mississippi writings, which is basically the history of the Mississippi, and it's outrageous. Mm. And then he, and then it's followed up with a little, um, you know, Huckleberry Finn. Oh, that's cool. Dude, the depth to which this man goes down the history of the Mississippi and just the history of the world during, like, when we were discovering the wonders of the Mississippi, it's pretty wild stuff, man. It's like the Nile of the North America. Yeah. Imagine how boring it was back then. You got obsessed with a... uh... River? Well, I guess a river's better than Taylor Swift. Well, you know, you didn't have Pornhub back in those days, right? <laughs> so instead of Pornhub and jerking off nonstop, you're staring at the river and thinking like, oh, wonder how long this thing's been here. <laughs> Where does that river bend go to? <laughs> I'm go read a book about this. Well, not even that, man. Like the CCR, back in the 50s and 60s, the Credence... Clearwater Revival and John Fogarty hanging out there just writing tunes about the river bend and what lays beyond and you know what I mean? Like simpler times, dude, and pondering simpler thoughts, but thoughts nonetheless that I could sit here in 2024 and reflect almost the same on it, you know what I mean? Like uh, it's, it's amazing how we could go through amazing, drastic, crazy cultural shifts on a piece of land but throughout those time frames the mississippi rages on man just keeps on rolling it keeps on rolling down the river dude it's rolling down the river if you will (laughs) yeah i heard they're having a big problem down there at the delta they're like pretty soon new orleans won't exist well i mean that's just nature taking its course right you know i was thinking about climate change the other day this focus on the climate change and how it truly is an absurd argument just in its nature of the two words, climate change. Man, you guys are the party of science, the group of people who are all about worshiping the data and you know everything that we've accomplished in our modern era insofar as mapping our world and the history thereof. Doesn't the Earth just go through nonstop climate change on its own? Like, do we really have any impact in the long term, man? Like, the whole science and nature of Earth is changing climate, dude. We we go through ice ages and Jurassic periods and back and forth and in between nonstop for billions of years. Yeah, and even if you want to say we're pushing it a certain way, Show me a plan that doesn't involve eliminating most of the population. Did you see what they discovered around Saturn? It's a moon called Mimas, I believe. Mimas? Yes. Yeah, that has all the oil. Oh, not just that. They claim it's basically an ocean moon, like a moon made of water. (laughs) It's just like... Oh, I didn't see that. I think that's their new thing. Like, maybe the oil... Is underneath it, or maybe you're talking about another moon. Yeah, there was this moon that they found that has like all this like methane and stuff, and everybody's like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> I thought you said that came from fossils. That's why we call it fossil fuel. The dinosaurs, if I'm to understand our current science, right? Uh... How how can it exist on these <laughs> planets that never had fossils? Have you seen the videos of the Saudi fellas out there? saying that they have indisputable evidence that there are rivers of oil flowing throughout the earth? I'm sure there is. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever run out of oil. I think oil is pretty much a natural part of the earth. (laughs) Remember peak oil? Oh, that's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. 
peak oil for those that don't know we all we were all supposed to worry about like it was like 98 or 99 was going to be peak oil we were going to have mined uh half of the world's oil and now it was downhill <laughs> from there well our Running answer out. i thought our answer to it was the bush administration invaded iraq and everyone bought a hummer <laughs> right wasn't that our solution to peak oil <laughs> remember it disappeared the saudis laughed at it uh we went way past that deadline and then everybody looked around and was like oh no no it's because of the tar sands <laughs> that's it. technology got good enough we'll never run out of oil well we're gonna run out of oil in, in 30 years now because of technology and by the way we took a hard left on green energy and the saudis and everybody else took a hard right on we're just gonna do oil all the way and they're just abandoning their mercedes in the deserts as after they have a fun time driving them around <laughs> off of jumps all right and we're over here like paying 700 dollars for like 10 groceries i <laughs> so, can't afford anything <laughs> how's the green energy uh movement working over here How I are those windmills man <laughs> did you see that bill maher Yesterday. So I, well, I clipped some Bill Maher. Man, and I'm totally down to jump all in on it right away. Uh, God, that was a hard one to watch. I gotta say, I like when Bill brings on, like, you know, some guests who are kind of sparred out, dude. Give me a little Van Jones with a little Ann Coulter. Like, that's entertainment, dude. (laughs) I do love how you you haven't brought out a Republican yet, and then the first one you do bring out is Ann Coulter. (laughs) All right. I I, I see what you're doing here, man. I believe when the devil took the form of the serpent to convince Eve to bite the apple, it was in the shape of Ann Coulter. (laughs) I'm almost certain that's what the snake looked like. (laughs) This lady is a creature, man. (laughs) she is a creature dude from below i don't know what hole she crawls out of every like year and a half to just make these appearances it's crazy who listens to this lady that's a rough it's a rough well and and then they try to say like oh yeah every this is the representative of all republicans out there like everybody who ever voted for donald trump this is your spokesman there she's actually a well out a well-known, outspoken anti-Trump Republican. Uh, I think she's kind of one of the old-school Republicans. You know, she has a few detestable um, ways of kind of saying ideas that I agree with. You know, she she just doesn't have the bedside manners that you're looking for <laughs> in a typical con- <laughs> typical conservative. I, and I'm, a rough face to look at to boop. It's all around. <laughs> I don't know. She's some. She's a. Ugly person inside and out, man. Just think she man. might be one of them reptilian Anunnaki's that we hear about all the time. You know, if the we see the lizards, oh, very beautiful for a lizard, right? Yeah. yeah, the lizards, some of them just busting out of their human skin. They can't help it. You know, have you right. seen her, Bill Gates? Oh, Boris, have you seen the CEO of Pfizer? There are all these videos late, more lately than I've seen in a long time, but they've been circulating for a couple of years now. I think his name is, it's not Scott Boris. It's like Boras, you know, B-O-R-A-S. <laughs> it, it, he speaks like he's a Boras guy. He's weird. But um, he's the CEO of Pfizer, and there's all these clips of him where he, his, like, frog lizard membranes are busting out through his neck. He's yeah, I've seen that. Dude, like pulsing. is not swallowing like a human. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> like, this guy's an alien. You don't need Albert any more bur- Borla. Yeah, Borla. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. I mean, come on. Bond villain? Why are all these dudes such Bond villains? I know. That's They're insane. Look at this guy. Not- Who's li- the- you trust your life to this guy? <laughs> you let him spike you up seven times with an experimental mRNA vaccine? Congratulations, people. <laughs> Dude, I'm yeah. not even joking. Dude, I'm not even joking about this. He's an this. alien, man. This, dude, this is the first thing on his Wikipedia. Listen, people, this is the guy you took the vaccine from. <laughs> El- Albert Bourla, uh, born October 21st, 1961, is an American Greek veterinarian. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Don't take Who's that horse Who's peddling the horse medicine here, Bourla? <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, man. Yes. Holy shit. He's, a, he's not even a real doctor. He's a veterinarian. Yeah, well, they think we're animals too, Mike. That's how they view us at the top. They're hurting well, to us. To be fair, like anybody sheep. not worth a million dollars is pretty much an animal. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true, man. If you're not part of the billionaire class at this point, you're out. You're poor. Yeah, you're scum. You can't. I don't think millionaires are even considered rich at this point. I mean, you guys all listen to a Greek veterinarian. <laughs> yeah, Borla. <laughs> or maybe if you're just a doctor, like a Greek doctor, because all Greeks are animals, you're pretty much a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the guy literally, he's basically a frog. It's crazy the way the videos of him swallowing have been freaking me out. Uh, and and they're, they're getting a lot of traction. So I don't know. Yeah. You, you got to... That's a weird, that's a weird <laughs> one. I mean, you sent me uh, this clip before the show. It really actually made me burst out laughing. It was the uh, evolution, if you will, of the effectiveness <laughs> of the vaccines. <laughs> My God. How quickly it went from 100% to, well, it gives you heart attacks and strokes. Good luck. It went from 100 to 40 to these are the countries that are banning it. <laughs> that, that's the evolution of the, effect, of, of the effectiveness of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine. It went from 100% safe and effective to 40% effective to these are the list of countries that it's banned. Well, you see, folks, the spectrum is this will save your life. To may God have mercy on us all. All right, and that's kind of um, the spectrum we're dealing with here. It goes from only <laughs> Pfizer could save you to only God could save us now. You know, it's kind of crazy where this vaccine takes people. The, the super clip is fantastic. Uh, there's others out there similar to it, uh, dude. They. They really sold people on this will save your life, and I, I truly believe a majority of people for the first two rounds got it because they were scared for their lives. Yeah, I just love it because the people nowadays, nobody admits that they believed the vaccine was 100. Everybody got it, but nobody really thought it worked. No, you really did believe it worked. All the headlines, everything, nobody could talk you out of getting it because you believed it worked. That's why you have two shots in your body. And then what happened? You started to see those headlines of the efficacy slipping. You started to get a little red-pilled, and you never got your third shot. Well, and then all of a sudden, Bob Saget dies, and like every other comedian and actor you've ever heard of that are like 60 through 80, and you're like, ah, you know what, I'm going to hold off on these experimental gene therapies for a little bit. <laughs> the, nail, the final nail in the coffin was that one comedian chick who was thrice vaccinated, uh, flu shot. That's right. She had the heart. That she had the stroke right on stage. That was a pretty powerful moment. Did you see Amy Schumer this week? She was on a late night show, and it was all over the news and pop culture oh, websites. Yeah, I tweeted it out. Where I didn't she... know. I didn't know the vaccine also gave you fat face. Well, no. <laughs> Did you see she she responded to people like you, trolls like yourself, Mike, on the uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. She. Um, said that she's suffering from an autoimmune disease. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that's from, Amy. Yes, maybe the same autoimmune disease that Megyn Kelly is experiencing. Yeah, it could be. Come also, on. I remember a time not too long ago when autoimmune disease was AIDS. Yeah, we used to just, you know, abbreviate it to make it quicker. <laughs> But, you know, nowadays we're into spelling things out like men who have sex with other men, right? Used to be gay guys. I don't know. It's men who have well, sex AIDS, with other you men. Can't, you can't admit it's AIDS because of all the conspiracy theorists that were telling you the vaccine was giving you it AIDS. It give you AIDS. <laughs> so, so now we have to call that well, out. Refresh. You know. <laughs> we get a record scratch. <clears throat> so <laughs> I never saved it. I got to save one up. We'll have it on the dock later. Um, but it, it's pretty wild to me that here we are right and people who are prominent public figures the megan kelly's and the amy schumer's of this world who ha schumer did i say that right amy schumer already it doesn't uh, matter. yeah okay she but, doesn't deserve respect but either way it is kind of interesting to have it so far out in the open that you know 
these ladies have to kind of admit, like, this is what's going on, and this is why I got this issue. Uh, Megan Kelly's willing to go far out there and say where she got it from, but then her whole life is attacked by <laughs> Big Pharma. Uh, I was, you know, whereas Amy Schumer's like, no, I have this autoimmune disease that anybody can get so you know let's <laughs> let's uh let's shame the shamers out there like the dude man mike who made fun of me on twitter <laughs> which is what the story turned into <laughs> she's the victim I'm... man she's a victim yeah it's insane of what though you can't say that's what's crazy i would actually feel bad for you if you would just admit you got aids from the vaccine and now you have a fat face. I'd be like, yeah, guys, stop making fun of a fat face. It's from the vaccine. <laughs> you know? But, but the fact that you got paid, you're still running this, this scam. Yeah, I don't care. Everybody can make fun of you. You got a fat face. Dude, but speaking of uh, <clears throat> overprivileged white chicks. Oh, my God. I'm very excited. <laughs> Dude, did you hear about how Taylor Swift like, became big? Well, are you finally coming around to my theory that she is the clone of the Satanist worshiper? Because <laughs> Dude, have you heard about this? No. <laughs> Did you see Ice Spice? All the imagery of her? She was on the big screen. They were showing Taylor. Ice Spice was next to her. And all the podcasters are talking about it. Um, Ice Spice is on the Jumbotron and on the main TV screen, and she put up these two uh, devil-worshipping signs on her hands and held up her upside-down cross and basically did a Satanist kind of worship seance thing on screen. And then the next play, the defender from the 49ers mysteriously fell running onto the field and got the hamstring injury or whatever, and then the Chiefs won the game. Yeah, I know. And then people say it's not rigged. Come well, on. I'm not talking about rigging. I'm talking about, like, uh, you know, Satan worshippers, you know, calling upon the demons to bring upon okay, their... So either it was Satan or that guy in the, on the sidelines got a call from a mob boss. I was like, hey, you better take a spill. You got one of those heart attack guns you can uh, <laughs> shoot at the uh, knee of that football player, please? Just give the knee a heart attack. We don't want another Damar Hamlin on our hands. Yeah, we fired that guy. He had a terrible aim. That's uh, right. <laughs> dude, Taylor Swift, they were talking about on this podcast how, like, how is she really famous? She's she's beautiful, but she's just, like, a basic-looking white girl. She's not that good of a singer. She doesn't even write her own songs. Like, If I know what, anything, what it, her father had some connection to, like, Toby Keith or the dude who just died, actually, I believe, is the one who uh, got her famous. No, uh, dude. Her Keith, right? dad was this rich Wall Street guy. That's right. He paid for her to record her first demo, and then he spent a million dollars buying those records to move her up the chart. It's called the American Dream, people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then as she moved up the chart, then people started playing her and noticing her. Yeah, that's all it takes, right? You have to juice the numbers, and people think that you're popular, so they start to listen, too. It's the guy dancing alone in the field at the festival, right? If one guy dances alone, nobody's going to join him, but the second guy joins in, and then the third, all of a sudden, everybody everybody wants to join the party. Yeah, I guess that's what he did. He's, he, he, he started the party well, he by paid, buying a million he bought, Yes, he bought a million second dancers. <laughs> he, you need the second guy to dance. He bought a million of them. People saw the million second guys dancing, and they said, well, I'm going to dance too. And then the minute she hit number one, George Bush and the CIA showed up at her door for dinner, just for dinner. Right, and also that's when she learned she was the clone of LaVey, the Satan worshiper. Oh, man. No, I, I do know that that's how she became famous. All these 
pop stars and people who are influential in Hollywood are the product of very wealthy and influential people. You don't just rise to the top anymore from the garage, man. No. no. Well, unless unless your dad buys a million of your albums. Yeah, exactly. But From that garage. And your garage is in Malibu or in the same neighborhood (laughs) as Will Smith. Right, if you're living, if you're going to school with these people and you're exposed to this culture and you're around it, you're going to become famous no matter what. Even if she was in Tennessee, we all forget that Taylor Swift comes from the country music scene. It's one of the easiest places probably to rise to fame, right? Uh, especially lately. Did you see who's cutting a new country music album? Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Beyonce. Oh yeah, she's doing a country album. Yes, her next album is country. Okay, how how is that not culturally appropriating? This has been floated around, and then there's a lot of backlash to that uh. because apparently the original cowboys were black people. Now, see, we, oh yeah, that's yourself. right, dude. See, yeah, okay. we're changing culture, man. Yeah. Okay, the first ones were black, except for the gay ones that were fucking in Brokeback Mountain, and those were the whites. <laughs> those were the whites. That's right. Dude. God, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, First dude. First cowboy was black. Right. No, this is not cultural appropriate. White guys haven't done anything. Jesus was black. Cow- cowboys were black. The astronauts were really black. You go back <laughs> in history, and every, every president was either really black or a transgender for some reason. I mean, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Straight white, straight white men have done nothing. Done nothing. We're being, we're being erased from history, it's man. so insane, dude. <laughs> So insane. Come on, dude. All the cowboys were black, except for there were some white guys, but they were all gay. So, you know. Well, Garth Brooks, gay. Uh, Beyonce now, (laughs) biggest country music star on the planet. See? (laughs) See how that works? (laughs) I think this is is them striking back because, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ben Shapiro did a rap. I think you're right, dude. <laughs> I'm so what I saw dude there's news I didn't clip it for the show but there were every morning talk show uh whatever did a whole thing on Beyonce's new <laughs> country uh, music and how she's It's so funny all these black rappers are going to start doing country and then Eminem's going to drop a country that's going to be ironic Wow when the white rappers <laughs> Well, no, but now can we finally give a little respect to Justin Timberlake's album where he was out in the woods dressed like uh, Donald Trump Jr.? <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we finally give a little love that He was ahead way? of the curve. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He was ahead of the curve. You got to slur your words like him. Numb half that face. Oh, oh no, that's Bieber. Oh, who did you say? Justin Timberlake, the other Justin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all you white boys look the same, you know? They're all blonde Justins, man. That's that's all that we did for 10 years blonde in pop Justins culture. Justins with stupid tattoos trying to act black all over the place. Like, Oh, the man, our blonde Justin just got a little old. What should we do? Bring out the next blonde Justin. All right, perfect. <laughs> Frank, uh, blonde Justin, are you talking about millennial or Gen Z blonde Justin? I don't know. Which generation are you on? I'm sure this current generation's blonde Justin is some sort of black female lesbian of some sort. Oh, no, it's Britney Spears. I'm just going to recycle her. She's about as manly as all the guys these days, so. Oh, man. Oh, well. Uh, Mike, that's good stuff. We, we've covered half my notes already. This is <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what clip. Didn't even get to the tranny shooter at the Joel Olstein church get together over on Sunday, dude. How does nobody talk about Everyone that? How does that nobody, one? dude? No, nobody, <laughs> nobody talked about that. So long, shooting. Holy cow, man! Still, once a month, I run across I run across a news article about Joel Olstein not letting people in during Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> that was twenty years ago. I cannot find one article about the tranny that shot up his church three days ago. It's crazy. No, we have to bury it with another shooting at the KC Chiefs uh, celebrate. What's that? Four black dudes? Bury it! Bury it! (laughs) We need Hunter Biden! Give me a Hunter Biden! Send in the FBI. Arrest that guy for the Hunter Biden case. Can we do something? Can we do something here? I can't. 
No, I'm not, dude. It's so nuts, man. It's almost like clockwork. Like the the tranny. We were one more tranny shooter away from them just admitting Joe Biden uh, has Alzheimer's. Yeah, he's been diagnosed, and uh... and Kamala is actually a dude. We have a tranny. Another tranny for you. Unreal, man. Here we go. All right, so um, I did watch Bill Maher. By the way, it was a fantastic episode. Uh, Welcome to Tangent with Mike and Frank. Um, he and Van Jones and Ann Coulter, Coulter really went back and forth on so many topics, but they, uh, had a moment where they discussed the Casey shooters and again, with kind of like with the Jan six stuff, Bill Maher has these insane blinders, man. He's almost getting certain things. And then with other topics, man, it's like. He's just suctioned to the MSNBC viewpoint of the world. So they, I don't know if you caught this little segment. It's one of my favorite moments of the show. But they bring. I actually clipped it too. Did you really? Do you have it? <laughs> yeah. With Ann Coulter? <laughs> yes. It's the best yeah. part of. Like, the silence in the room is unreal. And Ann Coulter lays out very succinctly. Uh, the truth of the shooting at the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs parade. And this is my favorite part of Bill's show. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way, the, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have we, some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's haven't re- how we know it's not a white man, I can tell you that much. But you think they're, they're repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? I, that's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. I, it's not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, <laughs> well, we don't, we, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. <laughs> Okay, you know you have special powers. Um, Wow. What what we do know. She was right on the money, though, by the way. It was four black dudes. Her her special power is being a sane human that can notice trends. Did you catch any of the stories of the undeniable, true, real-life heroes who took down these jackasses firing into the crowd yeah they don't want to talk about it because it was a white man who t- who tackled the black shooter one guy was former marine yeah and we don't I'm sure they'll find a way to charge him with something well the guy he took down beloved michael jackson impersonator <laughs> even though they were firing at each other these fucking idiots got into a fight over probably drugs and just started blasting at each other and just happened to, within the crossfire, hit a bunch of bystanders, 20-something. And yeah, because they're in the middle of a crowd. Yes. You don't fucking just open fire in the middle of a crowd. You're an animal. Get out of here. Two of the perpetrators underaged. So you got... Yeah, they're going to get slapped in the wrist. You got four teens, four black teens, firing guns uh, at, at will. Uh, because they got over into a dispute. And during the melee, a former Marine tackles one of them, and his description is horrifying, actually. He said when he got up off the body that uh, the fella had his entire jaw blasted off. Oh, wow, I didn't hear that. And he didn't know if it was a victim or one of the... Uh, guys firing the weapons until he saw the dude hand his weapon off to another fella who ran away but also got tackled by another hero. <laughs> my, Damn. my favorite part about the KC uh, shooting is that there are numerous stories of American badass motherfuckers just going after these assholes and taking them to the ground. Yeah, good. What happened to the guy with the fucked up jaw? He got arrested? They all did. Yes, of course. Good. <laughs> yes, yeah, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. These guys hit nine kids. They deserve all the pain in the world that comes their way. These idiots are, uh, you know, deserving. So did he of shoot his own face off or the 
No, Other guy shot his face off. Yes, it was an altercation between four teens. We have yet to get the details over what they were fighting over. And uh, they all pulled out weapons and started blasting at each other. Yeah, but did they all hit each other or just the one guy got hit? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know the one uh, guy for sure with the job getting blasted off. <laughs> I think he was interviewed on Cuomo show. Uh, either way, I find it interesting that Bill can't handle the truth with this one, but I got more of it if you're uh, interested. I, I'm a huge fan of this. Uh, and oh, yeah, because then it gets really, really I, I took good. a good chunk of it. Yeah, I found this to be absolutely fascinating. But what, what we do know, here's what we do know. We do know that for young black men, gun favorite. That's why it's my favorite clip, because... He just, like, blasts her for just assuming it's black men. We don't know. Yes. We don't know. You're psycho. So let yes. me just read off of this cue card that I had pre-written everything down, <laughs> and it's nothing but stats about young black men. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're racist for suggesting this was black people, but let me tell you about all these black statistics I had my team look up for the last 36 hours <laughs> as we discuss what happened <laughs> But you're racist to even cons- to even consider the idea that it was black fellas shooting at each other. We didn't have one stand about a white guy in there. Come on. Now let's talk about black on black violence for a second. <laughs> Her response to Bill Maher. You know how we all know it's not a black man because you even prepared with notes about black men. You're so on the money. That's all I could think about with it was she says this statement and he's like, "You're a disgusting right wing extremist racist." <laughs> Now let's talk about black-on-black violence here. We're just going to transition into something totally different, (laughs) unrelated. Black-on-black statistics. (laughs) Typical viewpoint of a white supremacist. (laughs) Now, Van Jones, why are all these black people killing each other? Let me read some numbers for you. (laughs) We looked up before the show. Don't, don't ever let you don't ever let him tell you the right is the racist party. Come on. This is so funny. You nailed it, man. That's why I love this part so much. Cause the shooting happened like a couple days ago. They had like two days to get all these stats, you know, like nothing about white people shooting and you know, mass shootings. Nothing about drugs influencing, you know, any of this. No, no, no. We're talking black on black violence, man. But yeah, but we don't know who did this, all right? No idea. It's totally unrelated. You're just making those assumptions because you're a racist, all right? <laughs> which, which actually goes against his other huge point. He always makes the point, not all Trump voters are racist, but all racists are Trump supporters. <laughs> She's not. So, there you go. Oh, man. Wrong. All right, are you, we're going to get uh, some stats from Bill. And uh, totally not racist in implying totally that Totally related to the story <laughs> of the Casey shooter. Black man. Which, we, which, which he claims we still have no evidence of who did this. No idea. Not the faintest clue. It could have been your mother, for all we know, Frank. <laughs> we don't know. All indications say it was a Nazi-supporting white supremacist, all right? <laughs> Here's what we do know. We do know that for young black men, gun homicides are the leading cause of death. And more, they, and that leading cause outstrips the next 15 causes combined. That's how bad it is. Also, black men ages 18 to 25 die from gun homicides at a rate nearly 19 times that of white young men, same age. Okay, and they're not being killed by white supremacists. Exactly. They're being killed by each other. Absolutely. That is the truth. Absolutely. Okay, this is sort of what you started to talk about. And, and given that this problem is internal, mm-hmm. does it need to be more resolved internally? I mean, I have often asked this question. God, you're you such can't a say anymore bill. that, you know, there was a time I did editorials about <laughs> it. Fixed internally? No, they need your tax dollars, you idiot. We need to give them money. Reparations. We need to raise the minimum wage to $50. Did you see Barbara Lee Did over in California? See, oh, my God. <laughs> $50 an hour? $50, man. That's it. 
It's the end oh of America. My God. The dollar doesn't exist. If that's what happens, I mean, it's not going to. Obviously, this person's totally insane and has no chance at winning that spot. But wow. And she was discussing, by the way, not California. She was saying the national minimum wage, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, how high are you guys going to have to go to start buy, to buy these votes? Remember, burning one off of $20. Now you got, you've raised it to $50. $50 an hour. That's insane. The devaluation of the dollar at that point, it's now it's obvious you want us to do the digital uh, currency. Yeah, they have to. Well, I think we have to. We have to like reset. That's oh. too high. Digital currency is scary stuff. Nobody want, You do not want the digital. No, I don't. But you're saying that's, no. where, well, that's where we're going, unfortunately, huh? <laughs> Frank, it's going to be for your safety. And you know what? Just this money thing is really affecting the people of color the, the most. So this digital currency will be better. Oh, you know, they're gonna, right. They're going to sell it to people like our parents who will just vote for it because it sounds good. You know, they vote with their heart, Frank. Them facts don't matter. It's all about it's, equity. I got a feeling. Oh. <laughs> you know? I just, I just got a feeling, Frank. You know, I don't really like Trump because I got a feeling. But I do <laughs> like this, this digital currency. I got a feeling. It sounds good. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> we gotta just take all the money from Whitey and give it to black guys, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it comes from deep inside, Frank. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and by deep inside, I mean it comes on MSNBC every night. Yeah, man. Oh. Hey, production crew somehow pulled that one out. I'm proud of you Amazing. guys. Well done. Yeah. Live, not posted. oh man yeah so uh do you want to finish the kc shooter i love well the not we're frank we're not talking about kc shooting we're talking about black men okay black on black violence it was a a, a legitimate gripe like blacks are invisible Mm -hmm. uh we don't well come on and that's change and that's great Mayor, I think I think the mayors of the biggest cities in this country are black. Se- seven, listen, seven, seven of the top uh, ten uh, cities have black mayors. We have a, but, an African American uh, vice president. We've got yeah, two black senators, a president, a, a governor, police chiefs, sure. and also leaders in the arts, culture, media. Okay, where's the bully pulpit on this? All right, and I cut it there. It's a fantastic conversation. It goes a, a while. Van Jones stutters a bit and doesn't really get his point across as he should. You could see that he wants to, but he's kind of restricted because of uh, the parties that be. But uh, the truth of the matter is, and they laid it out there really perfectly, which is, you guys got it all now. You are in total control. And look at the complete disarray of all modern cities. Look what happened when you were granted full control. Everything became Detroit. And nobody else thinks it's a little weird that 13% of the population now represents 70% of the biggest city mayors. Kind of weird. Is this um, balance? Is this fairness? Is this equity? I don't know. Is it equality? Are you better? Does anybody feel better better off now? Right. That's what, it's so crazy to me. And there's, you know, you can hear almost the desperation in Van Jones' voice, a man who wants to be a representative of the, you know, the black side of the Democratic Party there, I believe, right? Isn't he uh, supposed to be on that? Or is he a centrist man? Is he a Bill Maher, uh, you know, a man in the middle? I think, yeah, Frank, he's a centrist who just votes Democrat for 50 years. For his whole God. life, man. But you could hear him struggling, really, to defend. And especially when it's play, or you know spelled out so clearly... That, you know, look, you know, seven out of the ten major cities in America are run by black uh, mayors, and they're all experiencing unprecedented rates of crime and homelessness. Uh, is, is our new experiment working? Uh, depends how you look at it. Dude, the, the way they look at the numbers kills me. Because everybody will talk about, like, Chicago is not that bad because if you look at actual per capita we're not even top 10 for homicides wow all right and my problem with that my my big my big argument with that is that's because the population keeps growing right 
And I, I, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your words carefully, all right? Very think, carefully. Think of Niger, okay? <laughs> <laughs> trying to say there's like three million people in chicago so yeah if you take all the three million people and you divide you know divide it by two thousand shootings then per capita we're not that bad but three million people in chicago are not living in area you know what i mean the shootings are very isolated to an area where there's a very there's a small population it's not three million you know what I'm saying? You can actually do this in Denver. I read a fantastic article about a very specific intersection on 14th and Colfax, right by a very well-known music theater uh, venue. A lot of great bands play there, but if you venture just past the 7-Eleven on this little tiny halfway road, 14th, um, uh, you know, you go down it, there are these three vegan restaurants that had opened up there over the last 10 years, but now they're basically having to shut her down because the homelessness and crime is completely out of control. And they, they just, they, there's nothing they can do. And um, the article, when it was uh, kind of describing the incidence of violent crime and car theft, uh, it used a website that you can check out, and it, it was uh, based on it was a basic map interactive where you could see the you know kind of uh, time frame and amount of crimes taking place in certain areas throughout Denver, and it's pretty obvious the certain parts of Denver where the crime is happening the most versus the other parts where there's no crime happening whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. If you take Chicago as a whole, we're not going to be in the top ten. But if you took, like, just Garfield Park, oh, per capita, that's got to be... That's what I'm saying. Go to uh, certain of parts worst. of South Denver or go to Five Points, and, and you will have high rates of uh, crime happening nonstop, essentially. But then there's other parts. You go to Cherry Creek. It's pretty freaking nice down in Cherry Creek. Yeah, and you know what they have a lot of in Cherry Creek? Cops. Police presence. Yeah. <laughs> cops, man. <laughs> they pay their cops. Well... They say hello to them. They treat them with respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy truth. concept. Uh, so the KC shooter thing, I found it so funny. Yes, indeed. We needed another shooting right away to cover up the fact that a trainee went in there and shot up a mega church there in Texas. Nothing to see here, folks. Take a look at this shooting in KC. Oh, wait, four black guys? Okay, we need something else. Quickly, please, <laughs> anything. Pull that ace out of your sleeve, baby. Uh, we know what it is, Mike. You know what I love. Give me some Hunter Biden. Tonight, the special counsel investigating Hunter Biden filing criminal charges against a former FBI informant who allegedly lied to agents about Hunter Biden's business dealings with Ukrainian energy company Burisma. Special counsel David Weiss charging Alexander Smirnov provided the FBI false derogatory His name is Alexander Smirnov. That's how you... John Pistol. I mean, Where's John Pistol? John Bring him Pistol. in on this Come one, on. man. See what I'm saying? Thank you, Mike. And I just want to toss it out there real, real quick. Yeah, <laughs> you knew this was going to happen. Any of you Hunter Biden truthers out there, we have a full loaded website with three laptops worth of the most illicit shit you could ever imagine anyone videotaping or photographing. And it's the son of the president of the United States. And he's banging spy hookers from China, Russia, and Ukraine. And it doesn't matter oh did you hear bill maher talk about it he just like threw out there that, and now the fbi guy investigated so their their whole case fell apart it was all a lie it was all a lie what what about bobolinsky still out there testifying i know, you know? <laughs> has anyone discredited bobolinsky baba who no we're not allowed to talk about him that's right yabba dabba do that's what i was thinking too man <laughs> <laughs> Here's the problem with the uh, whole thing with this Hunter Biden situation. We're not getting credible sounding people, right? Babolinsky, 
Bobolinsky. Bobolinsky. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Right. Give me some concrete here. You know, the Republicans need to learn how to play the game like the Democrats. They should have made his name Bob Partner. And he was Hunter Biden's business partner. Yes. (laughs) Genius. That way the people remember. Just like Alex Smirnoff. Alex Smirnoff, John Pistol. See how we do things around here. Come on. (laughs) Bob Partner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And his other, uh, you know, uh, confidant over there, uh, Tracy Cocaine. He was all, you know, (laughs) all up in it there. Oh, with the Tracy. You don't meet a lot of Tracys these days. <laughs> they all hung out with Alex Hooker. You know, <laughs> guy who got the girls. Oh, man, I got more on it. That's basically it, though. I mean, they, they got this FBI agent who was allegedly the squealer um, on this whole thing. Um, do you want to hear more? I don't know. Uh, it's kind of I, I like how they fi- Yeah, Yeah, let's hear more. You I were, love are this. you down? Okay, all right. Claiming I love how much information we get about this guy. Still don't know who the pipe bomb guy was on January 6th. No pipe bomb guy. Still don't know who leaked anything during the Trump administration. How many? I mean, anything. Everybody from every agency was just leaking shit left and right. We still know nothing about the greatest shooting in American history over in Las Vegas. Like, it's one of the most mysterious situations to ever unfold. We got nothing. Frank, it was an old guy who went crazy. Like, you know? <laughs> Old guy went crazy, locked himself in a Las Vegas apartment with like $100,000 worth of weapons and ammunition. You know? <laughs> he had a girlfriend in the Philippines or something, remember? The Vegas shooting is one of the craziest fucking things that ever happened, but we don't talk about it. We, folk, we sue Alex Jones for a bajillion do- dollars and try to make him sound, you know, be the shooter of Sandy Hook. And then, yeah. you know, we're going to do everything we can for David Hogg so he can become senator someday. It's like crazy. <laughs> It's so crazy. But Vegas, nobody talks about Vegas, man. Not nah, nobody wants to. All right. More Hunter? Let's do it. All right. Hunter Biden, when his father was vice president, to, quote, protect us through his dad from all sorts of problems. The FBI determining that was not true. The indictment further charges Smirnoff lied when he told agents Burisma executives paid the Bidens a $5 million bribe when Joe Biden was vice president. The special counsel now saying the defendant's story to the FBI was a fabrication. It comes as House Republicans are moving ahead to impeach the president. They have found no evidence he acted improperly, but have repeatedly leaned on the words of an FBI informant. And that's the guy who's a liar. Oh, right, man. Oh, so exhausting. Like, they're never going to do anything with these guys. Can we just stop? Let's try and, like, win some elections and change things about America and make it a better place. I'm so tired. Yeah, to start running on who's good, not who's worse than who. Oh, you know? man. Did you ever get around to watching Jon Stewart's return fully on the uh, Daily Show there? Nah. You never saw it. I really encourage you check it out. Nah. It felt good. The man, he played it both ways, and it, it was refreshing. And uh, my point only being is uh, to go back to Bill Maher who focused on this during his uh, program on Friday, um, you know, we're dealing with these old people that just got to get out of office. We need the age limit. Bill Maher obsessed with the ageism and being, you know, oh, you know I what I mean? see that whole rant. Oh, yeah. dude, he's totally obsessed with it right now. And I think it had a lot to do with what Jon Stewart did on his show on Monday, on his return, which was, these guys are freaking old, both of them. It doesn't matter which side you support we can all get behind the idea that these two assholes are too old to be running for president. We got to... Oh, not just them. Mitch McConnell, yes, Nancy Pelosi, everyone, Chuck Schumer, all of you guys. Yes, the whole lot of you. We gotta, if you were born before 1950, you need to get out. If you you're don't gone. know how to post your own TikTok, you're out. That should be the freaking... <laughs> that should be the test right now. I mean, did you see Nancy Pelosi? 83-year-old Nancy, Nancy Pelosi out there trying to convince us that Joe Biden still got it. Like, dude, bitch, you don't have it. Did you see Biden yesterday at the podium? That's so he sad. Had, I cannot dude, watch Oh, it. it's horrible. It's elder abuse. The man has dementia. It's, it's sad. And it just makes us look really weak as a country. Well, you know yeah. what, man? I think Putin kind of really spelled it out for everybody, which is it doesn't matter who's standing at 
That podium, sure, make it an 88-year-old, dementia-riddled lunatic. It doesn't matter. There's a mechanism behind the scenes running the show, no matter what. The wars rage on, no matter who's standing up there, man. Yeah. Oh, I think the best South Park moment, probably the best moment on TV was when South Park was making fun of McCain and Obama. Yes! It, like the Obama gives his victory speech, uh, McCain gives his concession speech, then they both go behind the curtains to the same back room, and they start hugging and laughing, and they can't believe the people bought it. Absolutely. You know? It's it's WWE, just in po- political form, man. It's NFL, if you will. <laughs> NFL. Political stage. Speaking of WWE, dude, we went out last night. I had to pick up Emma from the airport. She uh, went to Vegas. For a CBD TH, uh, they have a special. It's like not. It's not weed, right? It's yeah, like Delta Nine. Delta Nine, all that stuff. She went to a convention in Vegas for it because she's uh out there selling that for her company. And I sent you the pictures. She got to mingle it up with the likes of Flava Flav and <laughs> Mike Tyson. And uh, Seth Rogen was in the house there, and uh, all they were all there representing their non-marijuana company brand stuff that they have. I guess they're really big into all this. I I didn't know there was such a mega market for the whole uh, non-marijuana, marijuana-like stuff, but uh, apparently they're all out there for it. Yeah, I don't get it. What's the point? Dude, a lot of celebrities. I mean, she was telling me it was like a huge deal. But are people really doing it? Well, I I sent you the shot. I mean, it was like Mike Tyson. He was in this giant ring. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but I I would say like people are out there really using CBD shit. I don't know. Or a lot of it was Delta 9 and all this other like sub marijuana stuff. She was telling me that like gets you high and it's a whole nother kind of tripping out kind of thing. and. People are really kind of going down that road with it. And Tyson was I think there. It has more and... to do with like passing drug tests. Yeah, that's what I think too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, the, you know, it was, uh, she, she was having a good time. I picked her up from the airport. We got back. Um, it was a late night because of the snowstorm and all the chemtrails they were doing, obviously. But uh, we got back here and I'd left the TV on on Fox. Uh, our local Fox affiliate, and we roll in, <laughs> and uh, WWE like Raw SmackDown is on or whatever it is, you know that they yeah. that they do, and we were chilling on the couch, packing up a bowl, and we're staring at the screen, and Logan Paul walks out to wrestle some guy. In, oh no! Way. Yes, and it was actually. I gotta say, we were both thoroughly entertained. It's a rare moment where Emma puts down the phone and stops TikToking to like see what's on the <laughs> on the TV. This was it, right? We're watching Logan Paul, and I'm like, "This is crazy! Like, this is outrageously entertaining," you know. And so we're we're kind of checking it out, and then all of a sudden, they bring out Roman Reigns, who I think I guess, I guess from from what I learned, he's a cousin of uh, Dwayne Johnson. And uh, he's kind mm. of been the new modern age, uh, The Rock. And he he was uh, he came out and he was doing all this stuff. And then they brought out The Rock. Oh, uh, no way. The Rock, dude. Dwayne The Rock Johnson came out as The Rock. And he did his whole, he did his whole rock spiel. And, like, he was The <laughs> Rock, man. And it's crazy how, like, it's, it's such a character. You, you know, I've, I've <laughs> kind of forgotten that, like, that was a persona the man had crafted. You know, we make fun of The Rock a lot, but I, you know, Dwayne Johnson, the actor, he's a clever fella, I gotta say. The Rock is a very hilarious and awesome character. And when he walked out as The Rock, dude, the place was electric, man. You could feel <laughs> the camera vibrating. And then he gets up there and he just does the eyebrow and The Rock is cooking and he's just going, he's giving it all, man. Like, that is a character, man. It's fantastic. What what a genius move by that guy. It launched his career to who he is now. That's how he became Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, no, he's a genius. He's a good, uh, you don't make that much money 
Without being smart, you know? Also, the dude, I gotta say, in his uh, 50s or 60s, starting to kind of look the age a little. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter... No matter the amount of roidage I think you pump through the body, you start to get the saggage going on in certain areas, right? Oh, dude, he just heard you say that. He's gonna... <laughs> he's waking up at 2 a.m. now to work out. I actually, right now, have two black eyes. He just knocked me out. That's why you heard that pause. <laughs> Punched me square in the face oh, through the computer. You deserve it. He looks better than both of us. Oh my god, there's a helicopter landing on my house. It's the rock! <laughs> there's a helicopter with a man hanging in between two cars. It's approaching the house. <laughs> hanging from the bumper of one and holding up the other one. No, I'm not kidding. He was kind of looking a little bit, just a little. But, however, I mean, I, I was so impressed with just, you know, the character, man. The way he carried himself and came out... The face, the stance, there is something about the wrestling persona, man. Especially, too, when I was watching Logan Paul after he won his match. He did this whole thing where he jumped up on top of the corner of the ropes and held up the medal, and the crowd went... Either the crowd loved him and cheered, or they booed and yelled at him. You know, like, it was awesome, you know? And I was thinking about how cool and fun that must be to be that guy, you know? Like, you know standing on top of the ring and leaping from the ropes and doing all that kind of crazy theatric like that actually must be an absolute blast yeah i'm sure Ah, probably like everything else fun at first then it's a job yes i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) we got debbie downey here mike the plumber (laughs) i can't stop looking at people just imagining like oh yeah that's their job like you know well, no, that's just how you feel because you watch a lot of basketball and you see the uh, LeBron pouting as he's sitting on his throne above <laughs> half the team. But I can't tell you how many people like they'll be walking by and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm televising the sewer and, and the people always stop and they're amazed and they're like, that's so cool. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, it was the first time I did it, but I do it a hundred times a week, you know? That's a good call. I actually, I'll I'll be cruising by people like, doing outdoor work on a cold day, you know, like late fall landscaping or the construction guy on a snow day, you know, just having to stand there holding the stop sign. And I always think, and my job's not so bad, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But but you drive by him on that beautiful spring day. Yes. Oh, yeah. How envious are you? The guy with the overalls on but no shirt, and he's just working on the tan holding the stop sign. (laughs) Oh, man, I would trade that day with him, you know, for a lifetime, right? Right in that moment, That's what keeps you going, man. That's what keeps (laughs) you going through those cold days. When you remember being on the roof on that beautiful spring day, you know? Oh, I was chatting with Uncle Guy yesterday, and we were discussing how the spring season is fast approaching. It'll soon be upon us, and... You know, I, I didn't really provoke it, but he kind of brings it up every year and said, you know, I'm already getting calls from people about doing the landscaping. And he's like, I don't know if I'm going to do it this year. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think you're going to do it. And he's like, yeah, I'm probably going to do it. You know, it's um, yeah, it, he's been saying it for 30 how, years. How can you how can you walk away from just having that gig where you're out there? You're making a few old ladies happy. You're cutting the grass. You're getting the fresh air and the sunshine. Man, the, the landscaping gig, you know, when the moment is right, it's one of the best times of your life. Oh, it sucks in the spring. It sucks in the fall. But that is like that three-month period in the summer. I got to tell you. It's the best job. July, 90 degrees. The grass ain't growing. You're just barely cruising over it for five seconds. You don't have to bag oh, nothing. No bag yeah. to empty. Oh, <laughs> dude, you don't empty that catcher for a whole day. <laughs> and even when you do, it's like the light. It's like hay in there. It's so light. It's like the most disappointing moment of your day is if you have to empty the catcher before the day is done. You're like, ah, oh, <laughs> why do I deserve this? And that comes after the spring where you're, it's two, three catchers a house. Yes. You're fucking, you're, you built up the muscle, the stamina, and now it's easy street. <laughs> until, the, until the leaves come. 